What is up, y'all? This is Scarlett, a.k.a. Scardi B, a.k.a. your resident emo historian. And join me as I unpack the history of Fall Out Boy and hip-hop. Look, y'all, there is a lot to cover in this limited-run podcast. So strap on in, because sugar, we're going in. What is up, y'all? I'm back. I missed y'all. I say it every time, but I miss you a little bit more. Every time we're away, it just, it gets so hard, you know? Pause. Okay. Anyway, I wanted to kick us off with some gratitude, not attitude, because really, life's been fucking lifing, and it's getting darker sooner outside. Honestly, like, it's been hard, and like, if there's anything about, like, this band and, you know, everybody's openness with mental health struggles like I think it's so important that like yes Scardi's loud Scardi's happy like but Scardi's going through it (laughs) but um I'm really happy to be here so again I decided to start this off with some gratitude not attitude and I'm about to shout out some more wild locations that have been tuning into the show that never in a million years I thought my fucking Dominican ass would be hurting okay like I'm literally sitting in my humble Philadelphia apartment taking over my fiance's office for like a late night recording and and some people that are listening to this are in Adelaide Australia in Hong Kong in please don't let me kill this Sakecho Japan um, Iran Nairobi Kenya Pai Piraeus, Greece, I can't even pronounce it. This is very much a Nicki Minaj. Prague, you bitches can't even spell Prague moment. Uh, But I wanted to give a big shout out to those people because even just saying that out loud, um, my throat's closing up. No, I'm kidding. But I'm very, very grateful. Thank you so much. We've also uh, been surpassing the 2,500 download mark, which is absolutely insane. I will never stop thanking y'all for listening and sharing and talking about this show because it means the world for real, real. But I do also want to continue on with the great news. Um, Philly, Philly and Philly area shuggies who are listening to this okay i need you a friend and a friend a friend and a friend a friend a friend to come out to city winery on tuesday november 28th because i'm hosting emo bingo i know listen up so me scardy b i'll be hosting emo bingo here in philly tuesday november 28th tickets are on sale this friday november 2nd if you're listening real time and you know on what november 1st 2023 um during that bingo will also be a live podcast recording yes you heard it right you have the chance to be a part of a live podcast recording of sugar we're going in it's going to be amazing because i've got chris Payne, uh author of where are your boys tonight in for an interview so he's going to be coming and talking to me about all this iconic interviews that are in that book and if you haven't read that book what are you waiting for it is your emo bible as a recovering emo as an elder emo you need to you need to read it front to back up and down upside down um 
because not only is it a really great read, it's really informative. And I cite it a ton, a ton, a ton in this podcast. Um, so if you like this podcast, you're going to love that book. Um, but I'm going to have Chris Payne there for a live podcast recording. So if you're around, I would love to meet you. Come and hang out. I'm going to post the link um, in my newsletter first. So if you haven't signed up for the newsletter, that's also in the show notes. Y'all will be the first to get that ticket link um, as well as a discount code, I think. But definitely um, big exclusive stuff for the uh, newsletter. So please tap in. That is Tuesday, November 28th at City Winery, Philadelphia. You, me, and Emo Bingo, baby. It's literally called Sugar. We're playing Emo Bingo. Like, what do you want from me? If there's anything about me, I'm on brand. But please come and hang out. I cannot wait to meet you. Oh, I also forgot to mention something else about the live show. Merchandise. Yes, you can now own your very own sugar. We're going in tote. And I've got two Fallout Boys to Men shirts, one in black with white writing, one in white with black writing. And the 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 piece de resistance. I do have a Jimmy butler ball out boy shirt yes he wants himself i have him you're gonna want it it is an amazing amazing design ball out boy forever um i also have the ability to sell it to you online so if you ever wanted to rock these shirts promote the show support the show this is a perfect way to do it it'll also be in the show notes um big thanks to versi uh, crafts and sips who have been supporting me um, in being this merchandise partner. Um, they are a godsend and I'm really excited to get this to y'all. Also coming soon, but exclusive to the show in Philly first are pins. I made pins. They say fallout girls. Some say emo AF. Um, and then heat once aka Jimmy Butler has his own ball out boy pin. So please come to the show. You'll be the first ones to have that pin. And I know. I just I just want to give you a big hug. That's really all I want. I want to play emo bingo with you and I want to give you a big hug, uh, but I have to do the merchandise thing. Yeah, you know. So anyway, so much news coming down the pipeline that you're going to want to sign up for the newsletter to keep up. Um, so please uh, check out the show notes and sign up for the newsletter. It's free and I do so many freebies and giveaways. So tap in. I'm not hitting you up more than twice a month. Um, but you can also email me back. Let's talk. Let's be friends. Like, and you got mail, but not be weird. Finally, coming up next episode is Fan Friday, and I will have Sequoia of Black People Love Paramore joining me. Now, if you are not listening to Black People Love Paramore, what are you doing? Uh, you probably heard some of their um, parts and, and pieces in my um, original few episodes. Um, Sequoia and Black People Love Paramore is an incredible, incredible project. Um, so please check that out. It's a podcast. You're going to love it. Sequoia is hilarious and so smart and so about her shit. Um, it is it is a pleasure um, to have her on. So we talk about a lot and including the fact that I got to show Sequoia um, Panic at the Disco's Brendan Yuri trying to be D'Angelo's um, like identical brother and how does it feel it, it, it'll make sense when you watch or listen 
or watch and listen. You know the vibes. Um, and then finally, um, I will reiterate that we have an interview with James Montgomery of MTV News. Yes, the James Montgomery who co-wrote Grey with Pete Wentz. Um, he also hosted um, FNM TV with Pete Wentz. Um, and just literally the the emo historian, the fallout boy historian that I have been reading their articles since God, like 2006, 2007. Um, and it was amazing to talk to him he gave me all the tea and i cannot wait for y'all to listen to it Whew. okay let me really just shut the fuck up for a second give me a second and we are back thank you okay so i'm hydrated i read over what we're talking about today just <laughs> just to remind myself of just what i get to do and and i got very very happy about it so we're like deep in 2007 right like deep okay um aka the best fallout boy era I, I will just continue to say this i'm not saying that like any other era hasn't been equally fantastic but this was like the like t-h-e-e era for me okay whatever we covered Jay-Z, we covered Babyface on Infinity on High, we've covered the arms race mixes, um, the most chaotic Kanye and Fall Out Boy mashup album ever, if not of all time, and the iconic VMA fantasy suite with Rihanna. And today, we get to kick it with my favorite topic, Patrick Martin Von Stump, the producer, aka Steezy. yes, even through the busiest time in his career, Patrick is known to prioritize collaboration and work nonstop. It's like he's an artist or something. I don't know. Anyway, we love a hyperfixation. Speaking of hyperfixation, this show has been so therapeutic in answering a question that I and I'm sure many other concerned adults had in my life Um about something that we maybe always thought about when I was 11, 12, 13 years old. Am I really going to be like this when I get older? And at 29, the answer is yes. And the therapeutic part is finally getting to use all the information of watching hours and hours and hours of vlogs during my summer break. Everything from friends or enemies to TAI TV. And if you know, you know, Cobra Cam and wild. But we are about to talk about Cobra motherfucking Starship. Cobra Starship was way ahead of their time. And Gabe Saporta, the captain of this so-called starship, um, is a seasoned vet in the pop punk community from the get. So one of Gabe's, if not Gabe's first um, project was this band called Midtown. Yes, you might have heard of them A from just like Midtown and Cobra Starshipping, but also they just recently opened for My Chemical Romance um, in their tour a year or two ago. Um, but Midtown is a pop punk band from New Brunswick, New Jersey, which funny enough, just very, very close to uh, where I just like kind of went to like middle school and high school. Um, so very funny. So New Jersey, they got that 732 in them. Love that for them. Um, and, and Cobra Starship, the band now um, was, is um, a, a band with uh, 
it was formed in 2005 with uh, guitarist Ryland Blackington, aka Guy Ripley, aka Pleasure Ryland, question mark, bassist Alex Suarez, drummer Nate Navarro, and guitarist Victoria Asher. Um, all of them who also sing. There was also another guitar player before Victoria, and her name was Elisa Jordana. Go off, chick. Like, just definitely wanted to give you your shout out. We know you were in there. Cobra Starship starts in 2005 after Gabe Saporta of Midtown, his their bassist, uh, took a trip to Arizona. No pun intended. So during this time, Gabe went on a vision quest in the desert, spending time with Native Americans and smoking peyote. A lot of peyote. Gabe would come back from his trip and began writing a parody response um, to Gwen Stefani's Holler Back Girl, um, posted it on MySpace. And this was during the time that he was writing what would become Cobra Starship's debut album, While the City Sleeps, We Rule the Streets. Um, and it gained a lot of notoriety on the internet. I remember having it on my iPod, Throwback Thursday. Um, and uh, he was eventually signed to Decadence Records. Um, and that is the label of his good friend, uh, the Fall Boy bassist, Pete Wentz. Have you heard about him? Cool. So the Starship has its crew. Uh, they released their debut album, While the City Sleeps, We Rule the Streets, in 2006. Um, Snakes on a Plane, Bring It, is their debut single. Um, so this is really the single that made... Um, Gabe put together the band because it was like, yo, there, there has to be a little something more than this. I'm sure that Bob over at Crush Management was like, okay, this is cute, but like, what's next? Um, and with people like Gym Class Heroes, like Travi and William Beckett, um, that song Bring It was like a decadence medley. Like, so when Pete asked Cobra to hit the road with Fall Out Boy in 2007 for the Honda Civic Tour, it was no big surprise. They were vibing. It was the best show and the perfect lineup. I live by that. Also, this was the tour with Paul Wall. Oh my God, we're here. So obviously, Cobra Starship on this Fall Out Boy tour, uh, Patrick, <laughs> he's back. <laughs> Patrick and Gabe were able to write and collaborate on what ended up being Cobra's next album, Viva La Cobra. And that album was released in 2007. Take a listen to this clip from October 2007 of the guys talking about working together. I have the two hats that I have to wear of, you know, producer and singer fall up. you can plan things as much as you want but art always comes out a completely different way than you plan it's been a really collaborative effort which is amazing so much of the record um conceptually is a lot more electronic and there's a lot more synths and stuff it's like um justin timberlake meets nintendo the craziest thing too is we really did just write this record on this tour the programming the synths every all that's done and it was done in back lounges and you know on buses and stuff. We were talking about you doing the last record with me, like, and I really wanted to do it, and then it just didn't work out, you didn't have the time, and I kind of got bummed out about it. Not at you, I just yeah, yeah. got bummed well, out I mean, at life, you know? Well, we just, and we just held hands for a second. second. It's okay, no, 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 like this, and, uh, like this. And, um, and I got bummed out, but now, 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 you know, it's good because now you get to do this one, you know? Yeah. This is via Artisan News, so you know it's fucking legit. Best in the business. Artisan News, forever. Better than CNN, is what I hear. Just kidding, I didn't hear that. We asked band mastermind Gabe Saporta and bandmate Rylan Blackington about Stump's involvement in the album. Yeah, he was straight up, he was an exec, he was like the producer, producer, he was like basically another member of the band on this record. Um, the thing about Patrick is even though maybe he didn't necessarily have 
all the time in the world, all the time that he has. He does, he's one of those guys that does not have a lot of like time to just hang out and relax. Or if he does, he chooses not to do that with his time. He was just, he would run in between interviews or whatever or after sound check and just be like, okay, I got this. I worked on this last night. Da 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 da. Here, tell me what you think of this and uh, see if this works. Boom, I gotta go to sound check. Boom, play a huge killer rock show afterwards. Okay, cool. How'd you like? You know what I mean? Like he's just always on the clock. Yeah. Great, like great. Same thing, same thing when we were in the studio. He was in the studio only four or five days the whole time, but like he came in and like really just like finished up the record, made it solid, you know, like like really like took the songs to the level they need to be. Viva La Cobra was not the initial album title, and the duo shared with us how they had to go to class to get a better idea for a name. Um, one title that we really liked was If the World Is Ending, We're Throwing the Party, and which is a, a title, a line from one of the songs from Guilty Pleasure, actually. And kids love that title when, when it got a sh it leaked by accident. So, so whatever, so it was a great title, everyone loved it, but no one was remembering what it was. They were like, what is it if the Too world many is... words. If the world is what, like, we're throwing... We're, what like they couldn't remember it, you know? Like we're gonna have a party, like what, you know? Um, and then Patrick was there, and Pete once was there, and we're like trying to come up with a title, and like everyone's throwing in their ideas, giving their opinions, blah blah, blah like talking about it. And then like you know, Travis waltzes in, and he's like starts talking, he's like, hey, guess what? I'm gonna be on the VMAs this year. I'm playing like like we're gonna play uh, close off, and then I'm gonna do an intro with Viva La White Girl. And I'm like, oh my God, Viva La Cobra, that's it. And then he like looks at me like. And I'm like, come on, let me have it, let me have it. So he let me have it, and that was it. That's how we came up with it. <laughs> so I really love how the name uh, Viva La Cobra came about. It, it, so Travi came in, coming in hot, talking about, oh, I got, you know, like this, like, remix, this fucking, like, feature by Lil Wayne on, like, Viva La White Girl. And Gabe being a fucking biter was like, oh, it's Viva La Cobra. And, you know, <laughs> apparently there was $75 exchanged. I don't... <laughs> I I hope it wasn't in perpetuity because Manz is, is doing it with the name. That's crazy. Viva La Cobra from Viva La White Girl. I will. And, and Travi is on Kiss My Sass on that album. Um, more like, Gabe, I'm going to kick your ass because that was shoddy. So from buses to tour stops to sound checks to everything in between, uh, these these, this team of people, uh, Cobra, I know the entirety of the band is extremely collaborative, um, but just like going from wanting to work together in 2006 on um, While the City Sleeps to Viva La Cobra, like they had a lot to make up. Um, so I loved uh, just hearing about how excited they were to have this um, time to collaborate together and make something so cool. Like at, at one point, Gabe goes, you know, uh, we only had... For, like we recorded the album for a month and Patrick was there for four days but he really really made sure that he made his impact known and felt an intentional um Viva La Cobra is one of the most unique albums I've ever heard I love Viva La Cobra has some of my favorite Cobra Starship songs of all time and has that iconic iconic um album cover with the um, uh, purple American Apparel hoodie and the JT necklace. Um, I know I've dressed up as Gabe supporter for Halloween using that same getup. Not recently, but I have. Back when it was maybe kind of cool, it was never cool. But I keep telling myself that. One of my favorite songs, if not my favorite, has to be Guilty Pleasure. And it's because it contained the OG TikTok dance. Like, I'm telling you, like put on that song and you'll really see where the real emo's at when that chorus hits and y'all hit the you already you already know the dance 
I don't have to talk about it. But what makes it my favorite Cobra Starship song is that they recorded it in Spanish. So Patrick on some Spanish lyrics, we've got Gabe, and just the production is so fun. And just like really definitely a party album. Like I was like young listening to this. Um, so I feel like now as an adult, I would want to get crazy Liddy loco to this, but like just knowing that I was listening to this like sober and just like turned up, um, is really, really funny, but I love, I love guilty pleasure, um, AKA placer culpable, um, from Cobra Starships, Viva La Cobra. It is beautiful. And again, hearing Patrick's vocals, not only on that song, but on the rest of the album, I mean, um, Gabe describes him as the fifth member and I completely agree. There are five of them already on the Cobra Starship. Patrick's the sixth. Professionals and not just me, Scardi B, have described the album as 11 tracks of unabashed party jams full of big, hooky, electro-pop, super-produced guitar crunch and the occasional T-Paint-style vocoder thrown in for good measure. And this is our boy, James Montgomery, for MTV News. Um, Smile for the Paparazzi contains Latin influences and introduces a touch of Spanish heat to a thoroughly Americanized album. I, I would I would fight on that thoroughly Americanized, especially when you just called it Hispanic and Spanish. And there are a lot of Spanish influences in the band, like literally the people. Um, so I, I just that that one was from um, Andrew Lachey, who sounds like he sh- had have, should have nothing to say um, about anything uh, Latin. Um, but that was for all music um, back in 2011 when he was talking about Viva La Cobra. So, Andrew, how does it feel to be so weird and so wrong? Mind you, this article was pulled from the internet. So it probably came out 2007 when people were viewing the album. Um, and then it was retrieved uh, uh, back in October of 2011. Um, I guess when people were updating uh, this citing page. So your work will never die. We will know all the weird things you said. So speak wisely. Or one day a 29 year old Dominican woman will be uh, recording her podcast about follow and hip hop and call you all sorts of names and bully you um, for saying something as weird as thoroughly Americanized, even though so many of these influences are Hispanic and maybe even European, um, you know, from from like the poles of like club music and like house music. I'll keep going on, but I won't because I really love y'all. Anyway, in collaboration um news about the album um they have a like a philly philly stand up you know the vibes um they have a philly based gay hip-hop trio called vip they appear on scandalous aka damn you look good and i'm drunk a banger a bomb a slapper if i ever heard one and um ryland from the band commented on the collaboration stating yo vip are the best seriously they're dudes from philly and they write hardcore gay rap songs um and we had scandalous and we thought it would be a good idea to have them on and just have them offer their vocal talents and it was probably the most awesome thing we have ever done one thing about cobra they are ready to have fun they are ready to include the people that this music um, comes from and is for which is the black queer community um so to have someone like vip on there and just have them be their fucking selves uh, was always so so cool and i always thought about them and then finding out that they were from philly it just it just all makes sense i fucking love it so in 
awards for perfect segues, this would have to be it. Now, Scandalous was one of the bigger, you know, after Travi hip hop features that the album had. And it just so happens that that specific song, Scandalous, Damn You Look Good and I'm Drunk, had a very different past life. Um, Are you ready for me to blow your mind real quick and bring some more Philly lovin' into the mix here? Scandalous first started as a song for the roots. Listen to this Hype Men podcast um, released, I believe, 2011 um, about this moment. Absolutely insane. Obviously, Philadelphia um, has is, is the home to incredible, incredible musicians and artists. Um, the Roots being one of my absolute favorites. Um, so to hear this boggled my mind and is very, very cool. We, but we had written like three or four songs together mm-hmm. and and a lot of them did, actually one of them <laughs> one of them ended up being uh one of the ones that that he didn't really want one of the ones that I, I had written ended up being the backbone for a very a really really way different um cobra starship song oh really really, really? really? which one couldn't, um uh, i think it's called scandalous and it couldn't possibly have been less less the, less the, roots. The, 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 well no 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 it actually the, when you when you when you take out all of the things that Cobra Starship did, it sounds like a root song. It sounds like it would have been a great root song, but right. but without live instruments and with Gabe being black dirty, thought dirty, yeah, yeah. Being playing the black thought yeah. role. Uh, I, well, I'd like to think you were playing Dice Raw. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah, 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 there you go. Yeah. Uh, this hype man podcast is really the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, you might try to wipe shit off the internet, but I will find it. And I will use it and I will cite it. Thank you. So Patrick, between having Infinity on High come out at the top of 2007, February, sell 260,000 copies in the U.S. alone. Um, Touring with Cobra Starship, the Academy is, uh, Paul Wall, uh, Plus 44. He found the time to continue his collaborative streak, specifically in hip hop. And uh, this is where we have Lupe Fiasco come into the tuck. So Patrick supported in uh, Lupe Fiasco's The Cool Um commonly just referred to as The Cool. Um, It is Lupe's second album, second studio album, and it was released in December of 2007. So Infinity on High was February. Cobra Starship, uh, Viva La Cobra was October of 2007. And now December 2007, uh, Patrick did collaborate with Lupe Fiasco. And listen to this clip a little bit about how that came to be. What was it like working with uh, Lupe? Lupe's awesome. You produced produced the song. Yeah, I produced the song. Actually, um... Lupe and I go kind of kind of far back together, actually, because because he was kind of around the same time that uh, that I you know we were getting Joel Santana love. We were uh, I met Lupe, and this was right before um, Touch the Sky came out. So okay. so and I don't and and uh, his first album wasn't out yet, but he had a bunch of mixtapes. Two thousand five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, a friend of a mutual friend of ours was like was like you guys would totally get each other. You guys should totally work on something together. And we met up and we totally got each other. And we and we and we did some. We worked on we worked on something together uh, around them, but it was a really short kind of mixtape track, and it just never it just never came out anywhere. But he had a really good verse on that too. Um, and then uh, and then when he went to do when he went to do the cool. He hit me up about uh, 
he's like, give me something dark. I want something really dark. So I, so I had this whole like gothic fire thing that I had happening. So. <laughs> yeah. And what's that one's called? Uh, Little Weapon. Right, right, right. By the way, I think you're one of the only people who totally gets Lupe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's it's weird. I mean, but it makes sense because it's it's like I'm this kind of hip hop by way of of jazz kid mm -hmm. who sure. happens to be in a pop punk band, right? Mm -hmm. And he's and he's this kind of skater, almost like punk kid. Yeah, I think he's who, into anime more yeah, than he is hip hop. Yeah, right. and, he, and who and who ended up in hip hop, and it's yeah. and it's and it's and it's, and it's it's one of those things where I think, um, yeah, I think I think. We gel on that level a little bit, so he 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 always gets the stuff that I'm doing, and I always get the stuff that he's doing, like pretty early on. So I've only heard the singles from Lasers, and I love all of them. And then I read reviews, and everyone hates the album. Why? Dude, I but but there are some cuts on that record that are insane. He has I this love one, the singles. He has this one song, and I don't remember the name of it, but but he has this verse, and it was like, and it's it's one of those things where you know the one of the common criticisms of of Lupe is that is that for the for the savior of intelligent hip hop, you know, because mm -hmm. he gets he gets kind of crowned that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People people are expecting more of him. He had this one verse where I was like, "That's the smartest verse I've heard in years," or whatever. But it's and it's a deep cut. I I haven't sat with that album long enough, but I yeah. I heard it once and I was like, I, I love was in. I love the uh, Skylar Gray one, the political one. I love yeah. oh, I love, yeah, yeah. I love the Modest killer. Mouse sample. See, I right don't like the, the Modest Mouse sample. That's, I it's actually grown on me. I don't know. I don't know. I feel yeah, like it's me too. too... I, I wasn't sure on. The, I wasn't sold on the sample immediately. Yeah, he kind of sold it for me. But the but now I'm kind of into the sample. Lucas Garrison of DJ Booth uh, wrote an article originally on uh, November fourth of two thousand fifteen, talking about Fall Out Boy's uh, rap fans and collaborations alike, and talked more about this Patrick and Lupe collaboration. Lucas says to date, Stump's work on Little Weapons is the apex of Fall Out Boy's work within hip hop, not just because Lupe is one of the most respected MCs around, but because of how the song sounds. Little Weapon is exhausting. It's a big it's big it's epic and that's due to stump's production that energy found on nearly every fallout boy record translated perfectly to little weapon a standout off of a well-respected critically acclaimed hip-hop album which is the cool now in 2007 uh november of 2007 uh god really did us good because the biblically accurate version of lupe fiasco's superstar was released into the world what do i mean the original song has Matthew Santos um, on the chorus. He's an incredible singer. But doesn't it just always feel like mm, that Patrick would have ate that? Okay, hear me out. So in, again, November of 2007, um, Patrick surprised the crowd by coming out during a official performance of Superstar. Um, and it also featured Young Jeezy, T.I., obviously Lupe Fiasco. And then Patrick comes out at the end as a surprise to do the, the chorus and the hook. And everybody went fucking crazy, including the most touching Pete and Patrick moment that literally as a grown woman had me in tears. So you see everybody performing, Patrick runs out on stage, the crowd's going wild, and you see Pete, oh Pete, literally stand up in his seat. They're like in a theater, in a, in, in stands on his seat, because the man's, you know, 4'3", um, I'm just kidding, allegedly, no, not even allegedly, it's a hyperbole, um, 
but he stands on his seat and starts applauding him like over his hands like he looks like such a proud friend and it just like that's like he uh, he was so happy to see Patrick up there and do that and like I just remember seeing that moment and just like (gasps) clutching my chest because it was so perfect especially knowing that Pete was in like a rocker boot like his foot was fucked up from something so for him to be like I'm I'm getting on this chair for my man (laughs) was so sweet um but I love that video I'll post it on the pods um Twitter and Instagram because it is cute um but that is my biblically accurate version of superstar is with Patrick Stump on the hook I I don't believe in any other of them um if you do congratulations good for you but um not my superstar not mine right after that performance our boy James Montgomery went to fucking work so he drops an mtv news article named fallout boys patrick stump gets behind the boards for the cool collab with lupe fiasco uh this came out a day or two after the um mtv performance um he goes patrick stump channeled his inner kanye west to team up with lupe fiasco the only way that sentence could be more chicago heavy as if it featured ferris bueller doing the Super Bowl shuffle while eating a Maxwell Street Polish sandwich and watching Oprah reruns on WGN. The Fall Out Boy frontman stepped behind the boards to produce a song called Little Weapons, which will appear on Fiasco's upcoming The Cool due December 18th, 2007. Now, we caught up with the two artists backstage at the MTVU Woody Awards, where they were more than ready to talk about the collaboration that has Second City talking. He got his Kanye West on fiasco set of Stump. It's a song called Little Weapon and it talks about child soldiers. The bulk of the cool is kind of dark. It comes from a dark place. So Little Weapon is about the coolness or so-called coolness of child soldiers. It's a real ill record. I love how this one worked, Stump added. So that was Lupe. (laughs) Um, We had a few snags, but in general, it was awesome because I got to ask him about feel like, what type of vibe do you want for this song? And then I got to hear him take it to different places. I didn't have to steer too much, which is awesome. And I didn't sing on the track. So this is a real test to see if I can make real music without my voice. So like, okay, now this is Scarlett, me, Scardi. So Scardi stated, (laughs) that is him on the beat though, right? The whoa, like that, that has to be him. So he isn't like, featured on the track but he's in there I hear you like you're in there you play this anywhere you'll you'll hear it you'll hear Patrick but I I get what he's saying anyway uh we wrap the article with despite the cool's dark complicated territory fiasco said that making the album was anything but difficult especially working with stump man it was easy fiasco laughed he's from Chicago I'm from Chicago sure microphones are made in Chicago so it just came about that way Like I said, easy. Lupe and Patrick will continue to work later on in 2011 on Patrick's solo album. So we'll definitely get to that collaboration there. Um, But guys, this is this is where I leave y'all. 
guys gals and non-binary pals yeah this has been another episode of sugar we're going in and we just went the fuck in so we talked about patrick's production history in 2007 his work at cobra starship viva la cobra uh, a bombshell about the roots and cobra starship over scandalous and we talked about lupe fiasco's the cool not only a little weapon but patrick's appearance um during superstar uh when they performed it at the mtvu woody awards so wow it's just so incredible to even just like be covering this and be able to have time to talk about this and have articles like from James Montgomery um, to fill in the gaps so that we have something to talk about. Um, and that's why I have him coming up as the next episode. So yes, if you are listening to this, uh, please tune in. Not the Fan Friday, but the fa- but after the Fan Friday um, comes this interview with James Montgomery. We talked about about a lot y'all um you're gonna want to listen in uh i got my mind blown about even like a matt rubano uh fact that i never knew uh but there's a lot to dig into and he he is so open and honest he is an open book um and shared some really really amazing stuff also next friday is sequoia of black people of paramore Um, I am so excited for y'all to listen to that too. Black People Love Paramore is one of my favorite podcasts. So to have her on just felt right. Um, It's just, it's just such a crazy time y'all again. And then Philly again, Tuesday, November 28th. Um, please come to my emo bingo. I would love to meet you. We've got ticket giveaways and we have an interview and a live podcast recording uh, with Chris Payne of Where Your Boys Tonight. So I've got your plans. You've got my number. I'm just kidding. No, you don't. You have my email though, so you can hit me. But we just went the fuck in. You can tell everybody that you know everything about Patrick Stump's production um, history. Well, not all of it. We're still cooking through it. But like this bulk is just shit that you definitely want to keep in your um, I I now know folder in your brain um, to pull out at parties. If you're at that kind of party, I don't know what kind of parties you're at. Is it a fall out boy party? Is it? Who who you dress up as? Anyway, too many questions, so little time. This has been Sugar. We're going in. You just went the fuck in with me, Scardi B. Until next time, I love you. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. And bye.